Our planet is in crisis. The climate is collapsing. A great extinction is taking place now. Our species has created this crisis, actively poisoning our own habitat for trivial short-term gain. Leaders and systems everywhere have constantly failed to do anything about the crisis. We are now at Code Red. Survival of our species, the future of our children, and those who share the planet with us is at stake. Can you spare five minutes to save the Earth? Hi, I'm Ray Katz. You're listening to Five Minutes to Save the Earth, Episode 4, The Vision Thing. Well, you can't beat something with nothing. You do need a vision. You need to put something forth if you want people to support you. Or at least one would think. I mean, if there's two propositions, one has a vision and one doesn't. The one with the vision, provided it's an appealing vision of some sort, will normally be the winner. So where do we stand with this? Well, right now, the status quo is preaching, well, more of the same. We're going to just keep things going. Don't worry about those doomsayers who say the climate is collapsing and there are terrible things happening and we've got to change course. Don't worry about that because we've been going on like this for a long time. And the people in charge are saying we've got this under control. Trust us. We're working on the climate thing. We're working on all the problems. And although we're not offering any major improvements in life, we can keep going as we are. Isn't this good enough? That is what they are offering us. They are offering us more of the same, saying it's good enough, and please ignore those doomsayers. We've got this under control. And they're going even further than that. They're saying there is no alternative to us. Nobody out there can stop us anyway. And, you know, we're doing fine. Why would you want to make an effort to change things? Just sit back and enjoy the show. We've got this under control. Well, we know that that is not the case. Those of us who are sane and aware and look around and see things in the world rather than just listen to what we're being told can tell that the climate is collapsing. We see that 100 degrees in Siberia is not normal. We see heat waves. We see the floods. We see the storms. We see everything happening worse and worse and more and more frequently. We're not dumb. We know that this is, doesn't seem like the right way, but we also are hampered a bit because what are we offering instead? Are we just offering to stop the problem or reverse the problem or stabilize the earth? Is that it? Well, that's not nothing, but that may not be enough to win. We need a positive vision. You know, people who don't have positive visions, they lose. George Herbert Walker Bush, well, he said he doesn't do the vision thing, and he lost the presidency. He lost to somebody who, who offered a vision, however imperfect. He offered something, because as we said at the beginning here, you can't beat something with nothing. So our opponents don't really have much of a vision. They have more of the same, and we often don't seem like we have a vision. We're just going to stop evil. But that's not very appealing. That's not something that people can rally around. That just doesn't seem like enough, does it? Even worse, the people who are in power are saying, nobody can stop us. We're in charge. We've got a firm grip on things. Not only shouldn't you challenge us, but it's impossible for you to challenge us. But of course, they're wrong. 
They know they're vulnerable. That's why they're lying. That's why they're posturing. That's why they're pretending to do something about the climate. They can't pretend that it doesn't exist. There's not a problem that there aren't storms and shortages and mudslides and floods and droughts because we all see it. And yes, they downplay it, but they can't deny it. So therefore, they pretend to care and they pretend to act and they make up targets and they make statements and they pass bills. But in fact, CO2 emissions continue to go up. There's no sign of them ever going down. Not ever. Not under the watch of people who are in charge. But nature is striking back. And both nature striking back and human beings saying, hey, this isn't right, you're not doing anything. Well, that, that could change things. But it hasn't changed it yet. And it hasn't changed it yet in part because the numbers aren't there. We have a, a multifaceted worldwide climate movement, but it's too small. It's way too small. And the status quo, the people in charge, they can just say, hey, that's proof that nobody can stop us. And they can say, look, um, they're not, they're so disorganized. They don't even know what they're doing. Some of them are lobbying us. Some are calling for us, our, our ouster. Some of them are like terrorists. They're, they're blowing things up or threatening to blow things up. And, uh, you know, a lot of people rally to the status quo. They say, you know, things are a little difficult, but I don't think we need to be disrupting things. I think we need to shore things up. Now, and that all happens, and that all seems credible because we are not offering a solid, positive vision. What if we ignored their arguments that, that say we are powerless? What if we united behind a positive vision and simply took power? Now, this is not a pipe dream. It is a possibility, but it will happen if and only if we decide to do it. I've decided to do it. What about you? And what will our vision be? The truth is, even if the climate weren't being destroyed, our civilization is far less than ideal. Why anyone would rally around what we have now, well, that's only because there's no other vision being offered. In fact, the civilization we live in, everywhere, is a kind of nightmare, even though this nightmare has been normalized. Most of us work our entire lives, if we're lucky, making other people wealthy and then possibly retire to a life of mere subsistence. I mean, that's if we're lucky. Our time... And remember, that is all we have. Our time, which is our lives, is basically property of a system that uses our labor, labor to benefit people who do little or no work. Now, yes, we're not literally slaves, but in fact, we do not own our lives. We are required for mere survival to produce crap, commodities, services that are unnecessary, Commodities that end up in the landfills that are shiny objects until their people get bored and throw them out. Things that cost energy and time and lives to produce and then are discarded. And once they're discarded, they're toxic crap in our, in our dumps. So we are living our lives to enrich other people while destroying the planet and our children's future. So no life no future. What less can you offer than that? What is more dismal than, than, than what we're being offered? 
And yet most of us, many of us, feel happy, even grateful to have jobs when we have them. For the most part, these jobs contribute nothing of value to the world. I mean, like I said, we produce useless goods and services that people are taught to want and even need. And then the shiny new commodity, the shiny new piece of junk, gets old and thrown out. And that's it. And that's what we're living our lives for. The truth is, the so-called primitive hunter-gatherers had more free time and deeper human relationships. They had, frankly, better lives. Their work was meaningful. They actually caught their dinner, cooked it, and ate their own food. They expressed themselves in art, in cave paintings. They lived as a part of nature, not as nature's destroyer. And they lived in groups, as groups, as colleagues and friends and family. Instead, today, we live as adversaries in a bloodless competition of all against all. But those so-called primitive people, they had instead camaraderie. Now, which is better? Now, not everything about the lives of the hunter-gatherers was better. Much of it was They did live as humans, not as mere human resources for some self-serving, greedy elite. That came later and continues through to this day. But it is time for this system, this terrible system, this wasteful system that wastes lives and destroys the planet. It's time for this system to end, and it doesn't matter what you call it. It's not like I'm sitting around here saying I am attacking capitalism or communism or socialism or whatever. There is no system on Earth that isn't currently extracting fossil fuels from the Earth, poisoning the planet, and wasting people's lives. All of those systems are wrong. They are fundamentally wrong. They are inhumane systems. They are systems that have billions of people serving a small elite of a few thousand, maybe a few hundred thousand people worldwide. It is a complete waste. It's a travesty, and it is a formula for extinction. So our vision is it will be a little different. We will produce what we need, making labor meaningful. We will create only what's needed and then have much, much more time for socializing, for the arts, for self-expression, for living. In our new world, we create very little that's unnecessary and the minimal amount of waste because there's no sense producing crap. And we'll drop our birth rate, because 8 billion people is more than this Earth can can really sustain. And we will abolish every destructive institution and end every destructive rule and build a benevolent culture with people respecting each other and the Earth. How hard is that? As individuals, we're all capable of doing that. As a society... Well, we've been a complete failure. Now, we will need to clarify our positive vision. This is uh, just the feel of it right here. And we don't need complete precision, but we do need to establish that feel of what this new society will be like, how it will be characterized. We don't need every I dotted and every T crossed. That's just a trap because, in fact, no matter what, you're going to be doing some improvisation under any system, especially when you're implementing a new system and and, uh, fixing it and adjusting it as you go along. Well, that's what we're going to be doing. Now, I have uh, uh, envisioned this future many times, 
and I've written fiction that um, describes what this this better society, this better world could look like, and how we can transition from where we are now to this new society. And I feel that fiction is one of the better ways to 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 uh, uh, develop and polish and share a vision. So uh, you might want to check uh, check them out as I uh, publish them. I'll be publishing uh, some of these pieces of short fiction on Medium and on uh, websites, A Climate Declaration and Earth Rebirth Team. So keep an eye open for that. But even now, right now, you have some idea of what we're replacing and what we're replacing it with. And think about that. And think about how you would describe it. And start describing it. Start telling people what we're doing is insane. Because it is insane. We can't produce crap. We can't abuse the earth. We can't abuse each other and have a future. If we want a future, we have to be better human beings. The, the kind of human beings we already are on a personal basis, most of us. Most of us get along with our friends and neighbors and can be affable with strangers. Most of us are much more positive than our sick society that we happen to live in. So think about that. Talk about that. Thank you for listening. I'm Ray Katz, and this has been 5 Minutes to Save the Earth. We have 8 billion people on the planet. Too many people. At least 1 billion of us are aware of the crisis we face and desperately want to help. But we feel alone, anxious, and powerless. But we are not alone. Find the others. Tell them we can do this. We can work together. We can change things. In fact, only we can do this. Talk with the others. Tell them about this podcast. Let's get together. Let's find our way. Let's take five minutes to save the earth.